Come dance with me now, the Spanish Fandango. I long for the charms of your loving arms. So let's just begin the Spanish Fandango. Hold me once more while we glide across the floor. It's you I adore, my sweet senorita. By the light of the moon, let's dance to the tune. Don't end it too soon, that Spanish Fandango. Good morning and welcome to episode 292 of Taking the Charge Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine of Hine News. Thank you for stopping by. So we're in the midst of the playoffs, uh, EuroLeague and NBA. And um, yeah, really it's all, not much more you can ask. Uh, some great action. And um, yeah, before we get into it, I'm not going to be able to talk too much. I need to uh, need to run. I need to uh, take care of some things. But I did want to get a couple interviews out to y'all. And um, so before I get into that, uh, let you know you can get, get in contact with the show. You can reach out to me on Twitter. Handle is High News H E I N N E W S. The website is HindNews.com. The email address is. High news at gmx.de. You can go to Facebook uh, and check out the group there. Just put in the search bar, Taking the Charge Podcast, and you'll find us there. Uh, you can go to uh, iTunes and rate and review the show. And you can become a Patreon, support the show at patreon.com slash taking the charge. I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, NBA and um, NBA and EuroLeague playoffs. NBA playoffs. Um, I think you know people are probably getting a little bit excited about have, you know having Indiana up one nothing on Cleveland. I still would be absolutely shocked if if the uh, if the Pacers were to knock off the the Cavs. Uh, I just I don't see that. I don't see that coming. Um, Boston having a two nothing lead over Milwaukee. Uh, I guess a little bit of a surprise there. Thought that Milwaukee would maybe be a little bit stronger, but Boston, you know, that just shows great coach. Um, and uh, with uh, uh, Toronto being up two nothing, I think uh, once they are able to grab that first victory. That kind of uh, that kind of gives them uh, the definitely the upper hand, and I can't imagine they'll lose more than one more than one game. You know, so that uh, seems like a pretty pretty fair pretty fair um, pretty fair bet that Toronto will uh, advance. Uh, New Orleans are up. New Orleans are up two nothing. That's a little bit of a surprise over Portland, I guess, but. Uh, I still think that, uh, um, yeah, Pelicans have to have to be impressed with them. You know, happy that they're able to uh, to to grab that uh, grab that lead. Um, Portland, yeah. I mean, of course, if you're a Lillard fan and uh, you're not happy, but uh, you know, that's uh, Anthony Davis is a you know fantastic player, so have to uh, respect. What what he does, um, Drew Drew Holiday obviously uh, playing a big role 
in uh, uh, for for uh, New Orleans. So happy uh, for the for the Pelicans fans. Um, what else do we got? Looks like um, Miami taking taking game one. Uh, yeah, I think that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Dwayne Wade is you know the crafty veteran, and uh, but still, it is a bit of a surprise in my eyes. I do see Philadelphia overcoming that one, and Golden State also up one nothing, and I think they should probably grab that series. Uh, not really too much a of a surprise there, and uh, yeah, o- Oklahoma City grabbing game one, Houston. Also going up, I, 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 you know, I, I, that in Oklahoma City, Utah one should be kind of uh, interesting. Uh, see what uh, what um, George and uh, Westbrook can do if uh, if Utah and their let's say call them underrated bunch can can uh, can grab the victory in that series or not. Uh, so yeah, that's NBA. Um, again, I don't think that people should read too too much into uh, Indiana taking game one. The, you know, it's it's just the first game, and that's really not going to be um, much of a series. I think it. Okay, maybe it may go six games, but uh, that's you know again, be totally shocked if the um, totally shocked if uh, Cleveland were not to advance. Go to the Euroleague. Uh, the quarterfinal playoffs have started now. Seska um, Moscow. Uh, had to come come from behind and did so without um, did so without um, Kyle Hines and Nando De Colo and took down uh, Kimki first game one nothing um, 90, 98, 90, uh, 98, 95. Uh, and then the other one uh, uh routed routed uh, uh, routed Real Madrid um were up by 13 points after after uh, one quarter and then scored 31 in the uh in the third quarter just absolutely crushed uh just absolutely crushed um uh Real Madrid 95 7 uh, 67 um first game in Athens so have to be impressed with uh, Panathinaikos on that in that one uh the other two series they start tonight uh those being Olympiacos uh, hosting uh, Shagiris and Fenerbahce hosting uh, Basconia. Uh, so yeah, should be um, should be a couple of good series. Uh, actually, you know, all four of them. Uh, and uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, probably probably try to take in one of those games tonight. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, okay, so that's all I'm going to do tonight, uh, today for you guys for this week. I'm going to drop the interviews to you really quick. Uh, the interviews come from the, from the, uh, Adidas, uh, from the, uh, Albert Schweitzer tournament, uh, team from Team USA. Had a chance to talk to two of their main guys, two of their most interesting guys. First one being Bryce Wills, who is, uh, heading to Stanford next season. So, uh, Stanford fans can, uh, look forward to a pretty nice, talented, all around guy. Uh, and the other one is Andre Jackson, uh, kid from Albany, New, upstate New York. Uh, still, uh, still has, uh, I believe he's a, a rising junior, so still has two more years in high school. Uh, 2001 born, 
and he, uh, um, yeah, he, man, that guy jumped out of the freaking gym. It was amazing. And, uh, it was fun to watch him, uh, against, uh, these world teams, teams from, uh, Europe and, and, uh, and China and whatnot. Uh, he's got a couple offers. Talk to him about that. Uh, but he's still uh, undecided. As like I said, he's got two more years left in high school. So those are the two interviews, Bryce Wills and Andre Jackson. Uh, so enjoy those, and we will catch you on the other side. Bryce, we're here, um, Albert Schweitzer Tournament. Maybe your thoughts about how this team has uh, performed here. Obviously, it's kind of tough for you guys, you know, not really having a lot of um, you know time to, to work together. Just maybe your thoughts about how this team's been. Um, honestly, I've had a great experience so far. I met these guys about six days ago in the airport flying over here. We, we had one hour practice before we have even had a first game for France. And these are national teams we're playing of their countries. And we've been together for about five days now. And we've gotten so close over the, over the five, six days that we've been here. And honestly, I don't think that's really affecting us in terms of how we're playing. I just think uh, the, the teams I've been together longer than we have, it, it's definitely affecting us in that sense. But I think we're still playing hard and playing to our best ability. When when coach came to you with the uh, with the thought of coming over here, what did you think about it? Um, honestly, I was surprised. Um, I've never been out the country before, especially to play basketball. And honestly, it's just been a great experience. Uh, seeing a lot of teams, a lot of different players, a lot of different languages. It's giving it's giving me a different outlook on the game of basketball and how worldwide it is. How people this is these are like people's lives that they're fighting for and. It's just been a great experience. Did you have a passport already? Or did you have to get one? Oh, I had a passport already. You did have one. Yeah, I, I actually had to renew it like <laughs> like two weeks before, like two weeks before I came. I, I finally got the new one. Yeah. Um, what's it like for you? Uh, I mean, okay, New York City, you see a lot of you know a lot of different nationalities. Yeah. So was it any different being on the court here in French, oh, yeah. here in Russian, yes. and all the the Chinese? Way different. Um, it's just national, like globally, it, it's just a different outlook. Like I've never heard a different language on the court before. I've never heard. Not even in New York. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard like different languages, but it's like slang and all that. Um, it's it's just a different outlook. And it's every every game is something different. The schemes out here are different. How people play is way more physical out here, and everything is just different. But it's been a great experience. How much of this tournament did you know? How much about this tournament did you know? I didn't know anything. Um, and how'd you go about when you you know when you were trying to figure out if you're going to do it or not? What did you what did you look into? Honestly, I, it was no decision for me. Like it was just Germany to play basketball. It's just an opportunity that I could have passed up. Um, Don't twist my arm, right? <laughs> it's just a, obviously I couldn't pass up it, it was something that jumped on because not so many kids where I'm from have the opportunity to ever play basketball outside of the tri-state area so it's just a blessing to be able to be invited to play in this tournament uh, what's been the, the most difficult challenge for you here in this thing um, other than like adjusting to the new players I would say the time difference um, trying to go to sleep at a good time trying to wake up at a good time because I think it's like an eight hour difference or six hour difference and six hours from New yeah, York. yeah it was it was a little hard for the first two three days jet lag my legs were tired 
But other than that, I think it's been pretty good. And on the court? On the court. Well, you um, have a 24 second shot clock. On the court. 14 second reset. Uh, offensive rebound. The, some of the rules of first game, like how physical it was. Um, the ball is a little bit different from back home. It's a little slick. Um, the refs. Uh, in New York, in, in America, like you're allowed to talk to the refs a little bit, ask what you did. But out here, they don't want to hear nothing from you, and it's just playing basketball. So that was a little bit different too. Um, you had uh, you had Villanova, UConn, Wake Forest, decide on Stanford. Maybe just talk a little bit about that process. Um, UConn and uh, Wake Forest, they were, it was great schools, but it just didn't really fit for me at the time. Um, Villanova and Stanford, that was probably one of the hardest decisions I had to make in my life, because Villanova has always been a dream school of mine. They just won a national championship. Um, I'm, very, I'm good friends. I grew up not too far from Eric Pascal, who's on the team now. I would've been playing with him next year if he doesn't declare for the draft. Um, but Stanford was just an opportunity I just couldn't pass up. Um, academically, being able to go in there, play right away. The connections I would have after I graduate from Stanford and still being able to play at the Pac-12, which is still a Power 5 conference. And it was just something I couldn't pass up. And I love the coaches that. Yeah, and it seems like only Humphrey and Pickens are, are leaving, right? Everybody, um, everybody else is there? Or, or, I'm, or I don't know about Reed, if he's going to declare or not. He might declare. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But there's those a good two, unity, everybody together. Yeah, yeah. I've had some conversations with some of the guys on the team, and I, we're ready to come next year. Do you know Cormac then? Yes, I was on my AU team. Okay. We were roommates for the whole summer, and we got really close, and we've been texting the whole time, and we're ready to, to come and take the patch up by storm. So, do you know that your future team, Oscar Da Silva, was was here and won this with Germany two years ago? Um, I did know after Coach Cohen told me at Stanford. He told yeah. me Oscar played in it, yeah. and it, he told me it would be a great experience for me. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, how did basketball come into your life? How and when did you basketball find you? Um, I just grew up in New York. New York is basketball is heaven, right? Basketball city is. I just grew up watching people play. My brother played, my dad played. But I really didn't take it that serious when I was younger. But then I grew, I had a growth spurt. I, I noticed how little athletic and I could shoot a little bit. It's just natural to me. And freshman, sophomore years, when I started to take it serious, got my first offer and it, it took off from there. Who are some of your basketball role models? Um, I always looked up to Kevin Durant, he's been my favorite player since he was at Texas. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, John Wall, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, just I just like to look at a lot of a lot of players and their different styles of play and try to implement that into my game. Biggest challenge you've faced so far in your in your young career? Um, and how you overcame it? My injuries. Uh, my, I broke my ankle my sophomore year. Um, growing pains in my knees has been terrible growing in the summer. But I overcame it by just like my love for the game, like sitting out for so long and seeing how much I, I wanted to improve and get to that next level and seeing some of my friends like Donovan Mitchell and Eric Pascal doing their thing in the league right now and in the college, like I want to be at that level if, or even higher than that. So I just pushed and pushed and I just kept going. You have some life, favorite life advice that you've received from somebody or a model that you kind of go by? Don't rush. Um, uh, it was it was a poem my mom read to me when I was younger. It was about how people always die to get older. Die, they're dying to do stuff, dying to go to college, dying to get a good job. 
But by the time you turn 70 or 60, you realize that you're actually dying and you skipped out on life. So just experiences like this, you just don't take for granted. Appreciate, uh, maybe talk about your appreciation. I mean, okay, NBA, you see uh, international guys. You might not realize that he's from this country and where that country is and what that country means for, but you know, coming here and playing against all these countries, how does this change your appreciation of international basketball? It's, it's insane to me. I honestly, I mean, I knew it was great, like it was different out here, but I didn't expect, I did not expect it like this. So just seeing like, how different life is out here for them and how they're pros and they're my age and how some of their pros are they're younger than me and it's, it's just been a great experience and it, I, I have a, a, a lot more respect for them now. Last question, what's been uh, your favorite part of this whole thing? Just, just taking in the whole experience of being overseas. Uh, I mean, basketball has been fun and all that, but um, just seeing the different lifestyle out here. We went to Hattenburg and we walked around, and I just, it was just a great experience. Andre, we're here at the uh, Albert Schweitzer tournament. It's been a learning experience for you, I, I, I'm sure. Maybe just talk about this experience for you. It's a really good experience. It's like one in a lifetime experience coming across seas when you people from America and we don't really get the opportunity to come over here. So just come over here and play with some of the best people in the world is just is just mind blowing. When when coach uh, when coach uh, came to you with uh, with the offer uh, to come over here, what were you thinking about? How did you kind of like just you know make your decision process? It was, I definitely wanted to go. As soon as I heard the news, I definitely wanted to make it come true because I just always, in my, always in my life, I just always wanted to come across seas and play against some of the people over here to see how I could compare against them. What did you know of this tournament? I didn't know anything about this tournament, but then I researched it and I, it's a really good tournament. It's, it's got good players that have been in this, NBA players and a bunch of pros. What were some of the things that you looked at then as far as your research goes? I looked at like the people that have been through it, like all the people that have really like came this tournament that made it far in basketball and just made it a career. And what were you impressed with? I've been impressed with everybody, all the players, great players, all of them can really compete. You know, we just got to come out here and just work harder. And what do you think about playing here? I mean, you're playing against some really good teams also, you know, in European, you know, this is a really good Italy team. The Russia team is, is really uh, talented. You see China, um, you know, here we see Israel, you know, France. Let me talk about what it's been like for you. The player's skill set, skill set is just tremendous. We just play against them, and it's just it's hard to keep up sometimes because we're just like a new team. We came together, but we like picked it up as a, as we got to know each other, and we just came out here and just competed. Um, how much how much shot clock have you even played? We played 30 in America. 35? 35. Yeah. And so how did you adapt to the 24? Well, with the 20, with the 20, wait, what is it, 24? 24 seconds. 24 seconds, you got to really push the ball. We couldn't really run it too many plays. We had to really get, get going in transition because we couldn't hold it because time would be over. And a 20 to 14 then? With the 14 second reset with the offensive rebound? Yeah, that, that was real confusing <laughs> for me. What'd you think of that? Oh, I liked it a little bit because it got the game and the pace moving a little bit faster. Yeah. Nothing like a 35-second re reset of a shot clock after an offensive rebound. Um, you, you're, you know, you're still a sophomore, so you're really young. You still have a lot of basketball ahead of you. Um, there's a couple of schools that, that you have uh, already uh, offers from. 
What kind of process are you going to go through to, to, to make a decision as far as where you want to go? Um, I'm not even sure right now. I'm just really just taking it slow, listen to everything my coach tells me, and just take that as gospel and just, like, he's my main person that's just helped me out with that. Um, what do you think about the names that you have already in there? Are you, are you happy with the variety? Yeah, I like it, but I'm going to definitely work for more and try to get get up there. What's, something, what's, what's going to be the main factor in, in, the, in the final decision as far as where you're going to go? I'm not even sure yet. I'm not even that far into the process yet. Do you have any idea when you want to decide? Um, I'm not even sure. Probably maybe senior year or maybe junior year, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, maybe the, the couple of the guys that impressed you here in this tournament. Um, I'm not sure of the names, but um, number 10 on China, he's really good. Um, number 10 on um, Russia, they're really good. Really good players. I think they'll be pros soon if they're not already. How did, how did, how and when did basketball find you? As soon as I was born, my dad has played basketball for his whole life, and he just put that upon me, and now I just play. Was, did he play professionally? No. Was he just a recreational player then? He played in community college, and he played D, uh, Division Two. Okay. And uh, who are some of your role models growing up in the game? Um, my favorite player is LeBron James, just because of the way he attacks the basket. Same with Russell Westbrook, players like that, just like into the basket. Uh, how many people are uh, sort of amazed with how high you can jump? A lot of them. Right? They're just catching by a storm. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's really that crazy, but some people just think it's... Were you always able to jump um, like yeah, that? Or? I wasn't always tall. I, like, grew... I grew as I like, as I grew, it got better and like more. What's your vertical now? I, I never now? even did a okay. vertical test before. Okay. Uh, what are you working on? So you see this, it's a totally different game and, and, and so what do you see after this that you're going to say like now I want to work on this and that? Coming down here, I really noticed that every guy down here, no matter it's the center, power forward, everybody can shoot. My shooting has to um, get, like, I have to make it better so that I can compete with guys like this. Like, not being able to, like, shoot. Like, these guys can shoot really good, so I just got to really improve on that aspect of my game. So, like, being over here in Germany, first time, first time abroad, I assume, right? Yeah, it's crazy over here. I mean, it's a good experience. What's, been the, what's been the favorite thing for you? Definitely the games. I like playing against the games. The Russia game was real fun. We just had a good time with that. All right, I'll let you go with that. Thanks, man. Okay, yeah, like I said, um, you know, a couple of uh, probably the two best USA players. And, um, you know, was, I guess it was two weeks ago, the show with uh, with uh, with the USA coach. Uh, this is a tough, this is a tough tournament for them to put together a team. And, um, you know, these guys, you know, they mentioned playing, playing, you know, these rules for the first time and, and you know, some of these, um, you know, the 24 second reset, 24 second shot clock, and then also a reset of 14 seconds. And, uh, you know, that's a big time, uh, uh, change. And you could, you could tell players that, you know, they're going to have to change and, you know, they're going to have to get used to something and, but to have them actually go through it and, and, and have to deal with it is another story. So, uh, you know, you really have to tip your, tip your cap to the, these guys and, and what the, and how they were able to perform there. Uh, like I said, probably the two guys to really watch out, um, from, from this USA team, uh, going down the road. So. All right, uh, last thing to let you know is what you're going to be listening to. The song is called Spanish Fandango. It's by uh, Smokey Hormel. It's available on freemusicarchive.org. Check it out uh, and uh, enjoy all the hoops uh, this week. You have the Euroleague uh, 
quarterfinal playoffs and you also have the the playoffs in the nba plenty of hoops and uh, we'll talk to you next week It's you I adore, my sweet senorita, by the light of the moon. Let's dance to the tune, don't end it too soon, that Spanish fandango. Hey, it's Johannes Vogtmann from the Frappard Skyliners, um, and I'm listening to Take the Charge.